Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Trending Up. We're glad that you have joined us again and we're back at it again. Going, continuing in our conversation of foundations and we've talked about a couple of other foundations of our faith and today we're going into a very interesting topic. Uh, one that I guess is communicated in different ways, right? Edgar, we've talked about it in popular culture, movies, music. Uh, oh, it's been a debate or it's been a dialogue all throughout history. Um, and it is the state of the dead. I just want to share this little story from uh, Lightbearers, from their story, from their uh, Bible study, uh, Truthlink. And it says, a little boy took a shortcut through a cemetery on his way home from school one day. A particular tombstone stopped him in his tracks. And the epitaph offered a taunting message. And it said, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, you soon will be. So prepare yourself to follow me. The little boy took a crayon from his bag and wrote on the stone, To follow you, I'm not content until I know just where you went. It's a very, uh, very, <laughs> very funny little story <laughs> of the boy. Curious little kid, right? Trying to figure out, hmm, I'm not going to follow you unless I know where you go. Yeah, so with that being said, uh, death is something that uh, plagues our world. Uh, we think about uh, all the thousands of people that have died in Ukraine during this Russia-Ukraine conflict. Um, we think about family members, um, loved ones that have died. And uh, death is a crazy experience because um, there's some pain that comes up in our like mindset or in our psyche that um you don't really understand mm -hmm, until mm -hmm. you go through that experience um and like anything culture tries to define death and i remember one of the most recent movies that i saw regarding death um was the movie called soul uh have you seen it sebastian and and in the movie soul it uh, uh the protagonist Hmm. Um, dies soon after the movie starts. I mean, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, you can skip the next few minutes. But um, he dies, and then then you go through the movie, uh, seeing how the the person who died has a soul that's in heaven, and so essentially, it's trying to you know define what death is. Um, and you know, Casper, the friendly ghost. Have you seen? Hmm other mm -hmm. cartoons mm -hmm. they they try to do that and i honestly like some some christians some seventh day adventists that i'm a part of try to uh look at these um culture trying to define death and automatically uh like villainize people who don't understand the biblical yeah. understanding of what death is so um i think sebastian when when you think about death what 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 is uh what isn't death or like what i'm trying to say is so there's mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. good understanding of what death is and then there's another one that's like misunderstanding what what, what are misunderstandings yeah, um, regarding death it's great i think it's, it's yeah difficult to ask that question even how i wrote it right what it isn't i don't know if that's grammatically correct but <laughs> what death isn't um so you know in, in our tradition in our faith 
uh, according to what we uh, interpret and understand of the Bible, death is, and we'll talk about what it is, but I'll just, just spoiler alert, it is a sleep, right? Uh, it is a momentary pause of life, and we'll dive deep into that. So what that means, it, it isn't, is that it, it is not uh, the end, uh, as some people uh, believe, and, and um, where when you die, that's it, you know. Uh, you're never coming back again. Other faith traditions believe you do come back. You're reincarnated maybe as something else, someone else. Um, but we believe that, uh, I guess what, what death isn't is, according to the Bible, is that it's not the end, right? So when someone dies, that's not the end of the story. Um, and at the same time, uh, we also do not believe that when you die, uh, you are in heaven, right? So that when you die, your spirit goes up to heaven um, and that you're up there looking down uh, on all your loved ones. And again, that would be, maybe we can talk about that here, but that would be an interesting conversation, right? Um, my dad died uh, in 2020. And if I ascribe to that, I believe my dad would be looking down on me every day, right? Looking down, watching me. Um, now, we understand heaven to be a beautiful, loving joyful place i mean you're with jesus right but it would kind of it kind of seems unfair in a sense to the people up there that they're living blissfully in happiness and eternity while we are here suffering so i can't imagine my dad even enjoying heaven when we're all down here going through the pains of life you know so obviously you know i'm sure there could be many counter arguments but but the idea is that you know when you die it isn't that you go up to heaven and that you're looking down it's not also, that it is the end of the story, uh, per se. Edgar, do you have any other what it isn't? Yeah, so um, when yeah. I used to go to the gym, um, I used to go to this gym in the morning, and that is when a lot of the mm -hmm. retirees, uh, gentlemen and, and, and women that have retired and now are working out first thing in the morning. And I, I quickly made a friend with... Um, with this guy named Steve and Steve um he told me he's a practicing atheist and then I got super defensive no I just <laughs> embraced him where he's coming from so uh, over the years Steve and I um even after I've I've stopped going to the gym mm -hmm, I have my mm -hmm. own little setup here in my house but um after I stopped going the Lord has literally brought us together outside of oh wow that's cool the gym that's awesome. it's been incredible but um uh, a few years ago, he said, Steve said, Edgar, when I, I believe, and he's coming from an atheistic perspective, right? It's like, I believe that when someone dies, they go straight <laughs> to the ground and that's it. And I said, I do too. And he gave me a puzzled look because a lot of uh, Christian traditions believe that when you die, you go to heaven. So, um, where does this come from? Like the perspective mm -hmm. of, of death, of uh, what happens when someone, when their heart starts, mm -hmm. stops beating. Um, this is found yep, in yep, the yep. creation story of how Adam mm -hmm. was made out of dust and that God breathed into him uh, life. So you find that when Adam would eventually die, mm -hmm, he would mm -hmm. stop breathing the 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 breath of life and then he just returned to dust uh i, I think 
in Song of Solomon, he says, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, from dust mm-hmm. they came to dust I shall return. So it, it's really interesting because we all have, um, whether you are a believer or not, we have some kind of weird relationship with death. And it's interesting to see how yep, people yep. cope with death in, in different ways because some people look at uh, their family member in heaven as a as a good thing, you know, rather than that same family member looking at your mm-hmm. struggles, the struggles in the world. And yeah, is that yeah, really yeah. heaven, right? But w- w- what else do you see biblically, biblically about? Yeah, man, I, as you were talking, death. I just thought about the idea and, and, and Genesis, right? The first book of the Bible, the, the beginning. Um, I think of the idea of like expiration dates, right? Where, where, where as humans, everything we have in our minds revolves around like beginning and end, right? And so for and many of us, death is the end, right? It's, it's the end of the story. You have a beginning and the end <clears throat> and something's going to happen at the end, right? And even we believe right, it, it's, a, it's a, in quotation marks, it's an end of, of, of sorts. But um, we, we kind of live in this idea of expiration dates, right? Even so that's why when we talk about God, in an infinite being that doesn't have beginning or end, it's really hard for us to comprehend, right? Because you think of, you know, batteries that you use, um, you know, clothes that you use, anything that we use, even our own lives have a beginning, our birth date, and a, you know, day of, uh, of death. So I think it's interesting, right? The Bible really begins this, this, the first day of man, like you said, Adam is born. And throughout the Bible, there's many instances there where we're shown a picture of, of a God um, that is life and that can bring life to dead things or things that are not alive, right? So he does that in creation, in Genesis. In Ezekiel 37, there's this story where, where God is talking to the prophet and, and he's giving him an image of his ministry and of what's going to happen with God's people. And he's in the valley full of like dead people, of just bones, right? And Ezekiel asked the question, can these dry bones live? Gunger has an awesome song. These dry, but yeah, however it goes, right? But, but the the in that in this moment with Ezekiel, God makes these bones come back to life. You know, putting flesh on them and re putting the scene. You know, just all the all all the bones and muscles and flesh, and uh, it's pretty amazing that that God does that. So, in one thing that is communicated through this, right? Though the Bible does talk about what death is, I think it speaks more about the God um, that oversees our lives, right? Um, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, the main focus yeah. isn't necessarily death. Hey, but God's kind of saying like, hey, focus on me because though death exists, though there are moments where there is no life, I am life and I can bring life, right? And so a couple of stories there in Mark 5, Jesus has this interaction with a woman that is bleeding for 12 years. And at the same time, there's Jairus who has a daughter that's 12 years old. And she's sick. She ends up dying in the story. Spoiler alert. And I guess I should say it before I say it, right? <laughs> but he, he's going to the house. And uh, right before he goes into the room where she, they have her laid, where she's died, where she's dead, um, she tells everyone to stop crying and stop, and stop it. And it's like, whoa, God, what are you doing? And then Jesus says, stop crying because she's not dead. And everyone kind of laughs at him because it's like, what do you mean she's not dead? You're, you're crazy. And then he comes in and, and she's like, he, it's just like she was asleep, you know, puts her, wakes her up and she's back, brought back to life. Right. And so there is this idea where God begins to share that 
you know, death is just but a sleep and not necessarily the end of the story when you have God in there, right? So that's the, that's the, I think that's the caveat here that in our Christian faith, according to what we see in the Bible that we're seeing, is that when the God of the Bible is in your life, death is not the end of the story, right? Where in other places, death can be the end of the story when you don't have access to that life. So I, I think you're bringing up a, a really important mm-hmm. um, thing to keep in mind that for those that uh, do not uh, believe in, in God and in, in, mm-hmm. in the person of Jesus, um, death is the end of uh, the person's story. Um, mm-hmm. But from the Christian perspective, uh, death is, is a temporal experience. When you are a believer in in God who mm-hmm. loves you and cares about you and that ultimately saves you, so that doesn't mean that that pain doesn't connect with death. Yeah. Um. What that means is that that death is a horrible reminder that we were not. Um, the pain that comes from death is a horrible reminder that mm-hmm. we were not created yeah, to good. experience. To experience um, loss, so I I think you are um, you're you're going uh, you're you're presenting a good well balanced view of death, um, and it's interesting because in John eleven, Jesus is described as mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. to see Lazarus, and Lazarus is dead. Um, Jesus and Lazarus yeah. were friends. Um, and, and, and it's interesting because when they told Jesus that he had, that Lazarus had died, the Bible says mm-hmm. that Jesus wept. And for me, you know, when I, I, I recently have mm-hmm. gone through loss, um, which I don't want to go into, but, um, when, before understand, be, before knowing this, uh, story, um, I never really understood the the idea that Jesus cried even though he would raise him from the dead just you know moments in in the future. Yeah, it's good. So w- what that reminds me what a, a beautiful thing that when I've cried lo- losing someone I've thought, you know, t- in my mind I thought Jesus himself cried and this is a super like humbling experience of losing someone um even though Jesus would mm-hmm. resurrect yep. him yep, yep, yep. and um yeah but yeah. that's the human Dude, I think experience. That's powerful man and that story right uh and that I think that's a beautiful point but just you know it's interesting Jesus has that moment with his disciples hey you know Lazarus is sick he doesn't show up he's like oh it's okay he's just he, he, they find out he dies, but he goes and say, hey, look, he's fallen asleep, but I'm going to go wake him up, right? This, again, again, this idea that Jesus presents, hey, death is but asleep. His disciples are like, oh, okay, if he's just sick, if he's just sick and asleep, he'll wake up. And then Jesus is like, no, he's actually dead. You're like, you don't get it. But in the eyes of God, because he is life, it is simply but asleep. Um, but again, that beautiful imagery, bro, I, I think it's very, yeah. as we've both gone through, through losses in our life uh, recently, as we've grieved and mourned, I think there's something beautiful to know that even the author of life, right, as the Bible paints God, even the one that sustains and can breathe to existence things that are not, takes moment to feel our pain, 
and dude, that's that's very mm. powerful, man. Doesn't discount it. Doesn't discount he doesn't, it. He doesn't get mad doesn't at you for discount lack of faith it. and saying, "Hey, you shouldn't be crying. Don't you believe? Don't you know who I am? Right? It's God's like, no, I'm even gonna cry with you. Um, yeah, because you know this this is painful, man. This is hurts. You know, losing someone." no matter for how long it is, right? Whether it be for a couple of hours or three days as it was in this situation, a year, 20, 30, 40 years, that hurts. You know, it's an absence that was there and is no longer there. And what's amazing about that to me is not only Jesus takes that time, but he also goes through and experiences death himself, right? So it's like life himself, yeah, yeah. the one that has life, decided for our sake to come and die for us, you know, and uh, as my dogs bark in the background, for some reason, I'll pass it to you, Edgar, and I'll try to see what's going on over there. Yeah, so we see that death has a um, an impact in all in all our lives, and if you yourself haven't lost someone, um, I'm sure you know that death isn't a good experience. But when you go through it yourself on a personal level it has the ability to change your life forever i i've come to realize that you're either going to heal well from loss or you're not going to heal well you're either going to be able to cope or you're not going to be able to cope well because um i think this is why uh there's so mm-hmm. much trauma in people's lives because it's unresolved trauma and and I'm not saying that every situation that you go through you're going to look back on it and be perfectly fine with it but what I'm saying is that through getting the the right help you can be able to process trauma and move forward with that experience not mm-hmm. just totally ignoring it um Revelation 21:4 says that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more neither shall there be mm. mourning wow. nor crying yeah. nor yeah. pain anymore for the former things have passed away so we we see that that God has never been okay with yeah the fact that people yeah. suffer that people um are in pain but yet he's actually mm-hmm. trying to defeat that. He's trying to avoid yeah, that, yeah. to get rid. Of I think that. it's fascinating, right? Uh, death, I think to me, is, is kind of like an intruder in the plans of God, right? Um, when we look at the beginning of the Bible, God has this vision for a perfect world where just, it's just there's love and happiness, no intruders. And then, you know, the serpent comes in, deceives Adam and Eve to distrust God. We've talked about the conflict, right? I think that's kind of the overarching thing, that theme that is going on in our world, the great conflict between good and evil. Um, and what evil brings into the picture, into the equation, is, is sin that leads to death, right? When you live for yourself, when you choose for yourself at the core, right? When you're selfish, pride itself, it leads to your own demise, to your own destruction. And God is trying to work behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, all throughout the story to bring out a people and to communicate to the people and, and to humans as a whole that the way of life that leads to life is a way of selfishness, selflessness, the way of God, right? And so mm-hmm. I think this yeah. is important, this topic of death, beyond just fighting over, well, where's my loved one now? Are they in the ground? Are they just there? What's going on? You know, are they in heaven? 
Um, I think those are good conversations, but it does, there's, there's a, a deeper message here in that, uh, what does this tell us about God, right? And um, I know we're not really going into the topic mm. of hell and what that really is and whatnot, but, but death really is an intruder. It's anti-God. It, it, it's a part of the great conflict. It's something that comes in and uh, messes up God's ideal plans because he allows freedom of free will and freedom of choice. And so with that, God has to intervene in some way and decides. He doesn't have to, but he decides to. And how does he do that? But by coming and becoming a man, as we said, right? Becoming a man, being here, doing miracles, and at the end of his life, deciding to be, a, you know, giving himself over to, to be killed and experience death, uh, to die for us and to experience her just like that. And the beautiful message from that is that Jesus resurrects and he overcomes death. So the very thing that is thwarting what it seems and beating God in his own plans is the very thing that he comes to overcome. And so that allows us then to have hope beyond the death, right? So there's a verse that Paul says, and uh, he talks about, you know, in different ways. He, he says one thing, and this is really spoke to me when my dad passed and when we worked through that. And, and Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, he says, brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be uninformed about those who sleep. So what's happening with them, those people that are asleep? or those, and He's saying those people that are asleep, in other words, those who are dead, oh, who, are, who sleep in death. So you don't grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. So he's pretty much saying, hey, look, when we mourn and grieve, as you were talking about, Edgar, you still mourn and grieve, right? There's still space for that. There's need for that. You need to process and go through that. It hurts. There's tears. It's hard days. But Paul is saying, look, because of the hope that we have, right, that the God that we have, the God of life, has done everything possible so that for us to be able to receive life again, even though we die, we have hope beyond death, that death is not the end of the story. And um, so the fact that Jesus rose from the dead allows us to have that hope that life, the same life that was given to Adam in the beginning can be re-given to those that lose their life in this life, right? And so it's a beautiful hope that keeps us going. And I think that's why this message topic is important because it is something that death is something that is very real right like they say right the, the two things that you'll find in life that are for sure going to hit you are death and taxes right so death is very much a part of our human experience but it's not the end of the story of our human experience right if we belong to god if we we choose to be with the god of life we can receive that life again yeah just to comment on on this idea that you brought up to us um, you know, Satan will make you want to yeah. doubt the goodness of God, and I'm not immune to that. So um, when I've gone through my own struggles, I've thought, like, for example, the fact that God took Adam and Eve out of the garden, um, that, you know, some people can take that as, wow, that's really harsh. You know, they made a mistake, and now you took them out of the garden. But... um. Another thing that comes to mind is that in that same warning, don't eat from this tree, uh, that warning uh, was, it is mm -hmm. the day you eat of it, you shall die. That, for me, yeah. it was like, man, yeah. that's even worse. Like, like you're telling <laughs> them, like, like, if you do this, you're going you're gonna to die. Like that. And the enemy can make you feel uh -huh, that God uh -huh. is being ridiculous. But at the same time, when he said, on the day you shall eat of it, you shall surely die, he already had compromised, mm -hmm, already mm -hmm. had committed himself to die 
for those people that he warned shouldn't go into mm-hmm. this rebellion. And, and and what comes to mind is that e- even in death, Ooh, God is still okay. faithful. Like, like, in, like, death is not something that scared him away from us, but rather mm-hmm. something that he still embraced even when it wasn't Ooh. going to benefit him. And honestly, um, who does, who, which one of us do things directly mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. won't benefit us? You know, we, we tend yeah, to yeah, yeah, do yeah. things that do benefit us. So, you know, I, I think that you see God's character um, in being such a selfless God when mm-hmm. he is willing to die, take the penalty that he himself had warned Adam and Eve that yeah, they should stay yeah. away from. You know, when you think about death, uh, death, you realize that life is a gift, that each day that we have uh, to be around our loved ones, and um, yeah, our yeah. loved ones are not perfect. Our loved ones can um, really uh, be uh, mm-hmm. unpleasant to be around. But even in the midst of that, like mm-hmm. having people around is a gift, and, and we must not take it for granted. That um, even as a believer, death is not the end. There is hope beyond the uh, epitaph Ooh, or beyond okay, the grave. Okay. All right, Pastor, that was good, man. Uh, um, I think it's beautiful, right? Like you said, the, the idea that life is a gift. I think there is that idea where we feel like, you know, we, we deserve to live and we have this, like life is ours, right? And so you have this, you're presented this picture of a God that at yeah. the end, um, due to, you know, it, it's kind of the idea where um, because of sin and the direction that sin takes us, the Bible says that, that sin leads to death, right? That the, that the rewards of sin, that the, the result of sin is death, right? And so God understanding this, this big idea, you know, if you don't choose God who is life, um, it's as if you, you know, if, if you want to turn on a lamp and you're not plugged into electricity, you're not going to have the electricity to turn on the lamp, right? So, so the idea that life is a gift, right? Every, every breath you take, every, you know, step you take, every, you know, uh, what's the song? Every breath you take. I'll be, yeah, the, whatever. You did his song. But um it's a gift from god right life is a gift from god and and the beautiful thing is that the same god that gave life in the beginning to adam and to eve is the same god that can re-give it to us and uh, i think it's it's a very strong message Mm, that that the grave and death this separation is not the end of the story now the complexities of how that looks right yeah you know how does that god keep take hold of my dad and his, you know, and, and just all of him. And then it, we believe when he, when Jesus comes back again, the second time that the dead, as in Thessalonians, Paul says, Hey, the dead in Christ rise first, right? And they're giving a new incorruptible internal body, right? What that looks like, how that looks, we'll only know when we see it, right? And we, we're like, Oh, wow, that's amazing. Right. But, um, the beautiful thing that that God, that that made that that is life that brought life to our world that gave life to our lungs and gives life to each of us today um is willing to give that life again and again and again right and not just that but he's willing to give up his life so that we may have life which is just a a beautiful picture of god that that Mm. though death comes into this 
this the plans of God to try to derail it. God adapts and works and says, no, I'm not going to let death be the final word. I'm going to overcome death and show that there is hope in life beyond the grave, that death is not the final answer. So, Edgar, how does that, you know, how does understanding death, and I know there's just so much, you know, as we were talking, there's so many can of worms and, and trails we can go down, right? Because there's so many different places we can go. But how does understanding, I guess what, the, 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 the character of God beyond, behind this concept of death that we believe in, uh, what does it speak to you? If you would have asked me mm. a few months ago um, what death was, uh, my answer mm. would be different than what it is today. What I what I see today about death is that death is a humbling, a humbling experience that we go through in mm. life, this side of heaven. That death is something. Yeah. It's an enemy. Um, it's an enemy that that tends to be victorious. Often, oftentimes, on this side of heaven, um, but that enemy has been defeated. That um, in Revelation chapter one, it says that Jesus has the the keys to Hades, and essentially, he's showing that he has ownership over death, and that death mm-hmm. it has its role in life, but it's not the mm. whole story. But that God reigns over death even though uh, we experience it. And I, I've found that death can remind you that there are other pretty hmm. things in life, such as um, be, yeah. being with friends and family. Um, if you have children, being with your ch- children. Um, if you're part of a church community, being part of your church community. Like There are a lot of, great things that you encounter in life and that we need to as much as death is a pain and it's destructive and it's ugly um we need to also relish in the other parts of life that are good that are um that you would embrace because if you don't have like a a healthy view on life then you can go through life and be mm-hmm. caught up with the trauma that you go through and never realize that there are other good things in life despite the trauma that we've been through. So that that is that is what um, sticks out to me. H- how about mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. in your own life through yeah, what man. you've gone through? Um, similar to what you were saying, right? I think for sure. Um, and just a recap of what we're saying, right? Death is not was not part of God's original plan. He's he's adapted and worked and. And kind of to the point of overcoming death, so it's not the final say, it's not the final uh, result of, of life, um, but it hurts a lot, you know, and even having the hope, you miss the person that you've lost, um, you miss the individual that was in your life for a period of li- time and is no longer there, um, and obviously it can depend on the dynamics and how close you were, but but at the end of the day, it is a loss, and it's something that you grieve that was there and is no longer there, whether good or healthy relationship. It's real. You know, it's, it's not something that's made up. It's, it's actual something that you actually feel. In a, you know, it's very hard to explain, but you feel it in your soul, and it transfers over from your mind and your heart to your body, and you feel it physically when you're tired and, and, and overwhelmed. 
And so I think it's very real. It hurts. It takes time to process and deal with. It doesn't make sense sometimes too, because you know, how is this person here and no longer here? I know that happens when I visit my dad's grave. I'm just like, he's right here, but he's not, he's, Mm. you know, he's here, like his body's still here, but it's just, he's not. So the idea of like this life source in us that, you know, kind of this, Mm -hmm. our battery bank, our our power not working no more is a very weird Mm -hmm. thought, right? Where you can go from one moment communicating with you, Edgar, and the next moment you're just a lifeless form. It's really weird. Um, But what leaves us with the hope is that it's not the end, that we have the hope of being able to be reunited Mm. with God and with with the people that we've lost. And that's the beautiful yeah. thing that the, that the picture of the Bible presents, a God that um, doesn't want death to have the final word and doesn't want death to, to have the, the final say and that there is coming a day when there will be mm. no more death ever again, right? And that is really hard to think about because it's kind of like Hamilton, the song Wait For It, um, where Aaron Burr is talking about, um, and he says in the lines, late life doesn't uh death doesn't discriminate well life doesn't discriminate either but death doesn't discriminate mm. between the sinners and the saints it takes and it takes and it takes and so it's really just this idea wait wait you know death is the leveler of all people right everyone experiences everyone goes through it between whether you're a sinner or a saint very real um but the beautiful takeaway from our conversation here on the state of the dead and the idea of death is that it is not the end right Jesus says it's asleep. We see it as asleep. It is only momentary. And then Jesus will wake them up again. It is only for a moment. But it is simply a sleep, a rest that many people that have been so sick and overwhelmed and hurting get to rest for a period of time. And then God will wake them up once again. And so there is hope even in the midst of death and darkness. And that's the beautiful thing to, I think we have takeaway for today. And so, Edgar, I appreciate this conversation. I know it's very dear to our hearts. I know it's a complicated topic, not just because we're pastors and we've been trained theologically to think about these themes, but because we experienced it, right? And it's one thing for it to have, for you to have it in your head. It's another thing completely for you to experience it in your heart. And so for those that are dealing with death in your family or in relational aspects with someone that has passed or even grieving the parting of a career of a job of dreams the dying of something uh, we encourage you to to talk about it we encourage you to seek help we encourage you to find a community that you can dialogue about this we encourage you to find counseling and someone to be able to guide you through this time because it is hard and there is healing that you can find um, but again there are some this is something i just read from garrison that lost his dad last year um, and he said there's some wounds that only heaven can heal and understanding that as well. So you may find some balm of healing here on earth, some ways to cope, to manage. But at the end of the day, there are only some there are some wounds that only heaven can heal. So may you be comforted in this reality that death is not the end. We will see our loved ones again and God will restore that which we have lost. And uh, until that day, may we continue to press on, even the dark days, the hard moments, the difficult conversations, may we continue to hope on and wait for that glorious day. We hope that you have a great day and continue to trust in God during all that we are going through. Be blessed and we'll see you all next time.